Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him, and I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I., is what yeah. we named him. No idea. Just but, a magnum. Yeah, just a magnum. Come on, Cam Ashi. We, we said probably 150, mid 150. Yeah. Same Doe from the morning come out with that nine pointer. Here, here steps out this 90 inch eight pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there grunting. Yeah. And then out steps like another 90 inch eight yeah. pointer. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm like deer right there. Yeah, like, and he's 30 already yards. thirty yards. Yeah, he he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been had a buck down at one forty in the afternoon, back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 245, 24 yard shot. Sent the combat veteran, and I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you kill that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. And we come down here to Missouri. My ass called me one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. Sure, super special to me. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes. This week we got on Baker, um, Black Baker on Instagram is the name. <laughs> Dude is a uh, absolute solid. Um, he runs social for multiple companies. His main one is uh, Black Rifle Coffee. I love Black Rifle Coffee. We talk about that a little bit. We talk about social media. We talk about hunting in the South, turkey hunting. We talk about all kinds of stuff. So. This is just a BS session with uh with Baker is what we're calling it. So and dude's hilarious. going and going going in the oven with Baker or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude's hilarious, super positive, um, lives life at one hundred. So we we wanted to have him on just to, just to chat and and uh, I think it's you know his positive vibe and goofiness is something good to follow because you might be having a rough day and you go to his Instagram story you're like. What the heck is <laughs> an Oreo dipped in salsa? What this guy got going on yeah. right now? You know, yeah. so, just random stuff. But uh, we're getting the people that make this possible. We'll get into the show. Um, do you want to start off with last breath, homie? Yeah, we're going to continue on talking about the launch party that's going to be going on here July 23rd at the Adler Theater in Davenport. Um, what The one thing that I want to cover this week is the audience. It's something that me and you have been a part of. And, um, you know, for multiple years and the, the vibe that you get out there. So like, we'll say the first video is coming on 
and the kill shot comes, you'll have like the the hardcore 15 guys that have been there every year in the launch party and they know how it's going to go down. 15 guys, you know, hoop and holler when the kill shot comes and then the second video comes on and then you get more people on the kill shot. And um, then, you know, the third video comes on and then everybody's in there and the atmosphere is buzzing. They're throwing gear out in there to everybody in the audience. Um, the the beer's going down nice and good. Everybody's loosening up. It's just a great environment to be a part of and uh, watch these badass videos. So um, being out there in the audience is something that is pretty cool to experience. And now for the first time, we're going to be on the opposite side of that. We're not going to be an audience um, per se. So um, excited to see that. And we are on the cusp of two months away from this venue. So very yeah, excited I am about absolutely it. super jacked oh, about man, it. Dude. I know. I'm going to miss not being in the audience, like feeling the vibe or what's, go what's going on. But being up there is going to be, you know, insane. And from uh, when we've seen it, you know, the very first time we were like, dude, this is what we, where we need to be. And now we're there, you know, we're actually going to have a film in the damn thing, which is just absolutely insane. Yeah, it's crazy. So I don't know what, what it's going to be or what we got <laughs> going on exactly, but uh, I'm excited for it. And it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be a lot different to be on the other end of the, the spectrum. But guys, if, if you can make it to this thing, if you're local, if you're not local, we're going to be staying in a hotel come up and hang out with us party with us i'm getting jacked about it like it is just it's just so much damn fun in one night uh it's insane and uh we we go hard we go hard there like you said everybody's hooping and hollering and then afterwards we we have fun man we're we're all talking deer hunting celebrating you know kind of the video success of the year so mm -hmm. um if you can make to this guys um you know, if you want any information, you can message the page on Instagram, Facebook, personal message me or homie. Um, we'll definitely, you know, try to get you hooked up, get, you know, any way we can. If you guys want to make this thing, we're going to try to make it happen. Because like I said, it, it's so worth it to come and experience what we got going on. So. All right, well, I got Exodus. Yeah, <laughs> I got uh, I got Exodus this week. I bought a render off Amazon. Um, got that sucker in four days. Pretty solid. Yes. So if you need like, if you were in season, you're like, man, I need a cell cam. Shit's about to be popping. <laughs> yeah. Four days off Amazon prime. That's, that's about as best as you're going to get. If, unless you can drive to the store and, and get something, you know? So now we got another render. Um, and uh, that's going to be awesome. So you guys can get the render right there on Amazon now and uh, directly through Amazon Prime. Another thing I'm going to hit on Exodus is they have a passcode on them. So if you guys see Exodus trail cameras out in the woods, do not steal those because you cannot use them. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why we use Exodus cams because they have a passcode lock. Um, we had some cams stolen and uh, the company will alert you know people if they get the model number and you have a warranty on that camera you try to call the company to get to get password help to yep. get your camera back and that guy's turned in the model number you're done man they automatically know that the thing's stolen so if you do see an exodus cam out there and you're just thinking about swiping it you know i know most of our listeners are solid and they wouldn't do shit like that but there's people out there that would. So if you're listening to this for the first time, just don't steal them, man. That's why people pay hard money to get these cameras, to get that five-year warranty. And uh, if you get that camera, you literally get a paperweight. There's a guy out there right now that stole our camera and literally has a paperweight that says Exodus on it now. <laughs> I, I hope he that's, just feels like a dumbass when he got that yeah. at home, turned on, and was just like, well, damn, now what? You know, like – I hope, yeah. I hope, like, I, hope he had like I just gonna throw this thing away, or okay. like okay. I'm gonna call the company to get password protection, and they're gonna say, Well, uh, that, that's actually warrantied under this guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> like, and we know, you know, we're good friends with the owners, you know, so we're like, Hey, we have one stolen, come stolen. Like, you know, uh, if you, if you have anybody coming in, let us know. So I hope they message us, and if it, it, 
more than likely it's someone we know, you know, so that's, that's what we're thinking. We're hunting ground. People know you're hunting on it. They see your cameras and they got our damn Intel, our all year Intel. That's the really kicker. Like, Ugh, that's almost as valuable as the cam. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. $225 camera, but uh, that Intel is pretty valuable. I hope that spike so, bug was just back there smoking the cam. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope it's just spike bug that it was a fork and horn spike three pointer. Yes, so I hope yeah. they got, like I said, they got a prime video of me like this, <laughs> trying to see the cameras working, just sweat dripping down my face, heavy breathing. Like, is this thing on? You know, no lie. It that's is like the first like thing that. they're gonna see when they go through that card. They're <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, well, I know who owns this thing. Yep. This guy, he looks like a complete D-bag out there. <laughs> why is he breathing so hard? <laughs> why yeah, why is he breathing so heavy? Because it's literally as far as you can go away from anywhere. It's 98 and it's, degrees the out. The cam probably says 111 degrees out. Yeah, it probably does. <laughs> <laughs> there's 111 degrees this guy's out checking cans that's what this we do shit. Learn, <laughs> learn priorities in life <laughs> all right uh is that it we got everything yeah buddy all right here we go guys you guys are gonna enjoy this one um let's get right into it all right we got baker in the house and we are gonna do a baker bs session um, we've been lining this up for a while and i'm excited we've already been cracking up here telling jokes for 30 minutes before we started so uh how you doing tonight, man? I'm great. Absolutely great. Back-to-back podcasts. Oh, so, nice. This is number two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What other podcasts do you go on? Uh, Stephen Miller, he has one called Talking Smack with Stevie Moe or something. He just did, like, 13 questions and, like, talked about, like, he, he's, like, a big wrestling fan. And, like, I haven't, like, I liked wrestling when I was a kid. And um, I just remember he asked me a question and I just... He's like, what's your, like, something favorite wrestling match? And I was like, what? 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 I haven't thought about that in 20-plus years. I was like, but it's funny you asked. No, no, I know what it was. He asked me a question. He said, what's the most, he said, what would be the most devastating wrestling move that would end a bar fight? And I said the Frankensteiner, which was the Steiner brothers who were from Michigan. And he did this, like, backflip around onto people's heads um and so we got on this like kind of wrestling conversation tangent but like yeah it was interesting he's like 13 like every single question was completely and totally random it had nothing to do with the question before so we didn't <laughs> talk about like anything. yeah there's no way to prep for that Be like yeah you come on my show i'm just gonna ask you 13 random questions <laughs> you have no <laughs> idea what's going on completely random but nothing that, that had is, to do with the one before that is stevie's uh flow though that's the way stevie yeah. is man <laughs> yeah he takes pride in it oh absolutely. yeah he does take the pride style. in being weird yeah yeah, yeah. we want to have him on our show just because he's so out there and he's just you know funny like you he doesn't he doesn't take shit too serious no you, you know? can't man like yeah you can't take anything i mean some things you take seriously but like the moment you try or the moment you start taking everything seriously like life starts to lose its fun and um, you lose peace of mind. And a, a, a buddy of mine uh, said we were turkey hunting down in South Florida maybe a month ago. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, peace of mind, dude. He's like, you cannot put a price on peace of mind. And I started thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, wow, that, that actually makes a ton of sense. Yeah, you can't put a price on peace of mind. So um, you try to fit into, like, different, you know, like, Oh, I'm this age. I should be married with a kid by this age, and I should have this job, and yada yada yada. And like, whenever you pigeonhole yourself, you kind of start to run into problems. So, yeah, don't take yourself too because it, like it, like it doesn't matter, man. Like social media is not real, Twitter's not real. Uh, the way the media game is now, like we're just constantly getting gaslit from the right and the left. And at the end of the day, man, like Trump lost. Whether you supported Trump or you wanted Biden to win. Trump lost, Biden won, whoever your horse was, whatever problems or current situation you're in, in life, there's a 99% chance it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. And the majority of the things that, that these that these guys, or these politicians and stuff, they preach, like, they don't really affect you individually. So like you kind of, and it's everyone's just trying to get everybody work. Like I know people that make 
less than $50,000 that are losing their mind about this, you know, supported like, um, tax on the wealthy. It's like, dude, you make less than 50 grand a year. Like why, why do you give a shit if someone over 400,000, their taxes get increased? Like, why are you letting the media upset you? So yeah, like you just, people get all worked up about it. And I did too, man. Like I was guilty of it, man. Like I was a, I was a Trump, a Trump supporter and I'm not ashamed to say I'm a very conservative person, um, not to get politics into it, but like, dude, I bought into the gaslighting, man. Like for the past four years, I've been fighting with strangers on the internet, uh, arguing with people about shit that I didn't halfway understand. And, um, then, you know, it's kind of like you take a step back and you're just like, and I've spent a lot of time arguing with a bunch of idiots <laughs> that I'll never meet. I'm never going to meet them. And like, I'm not going to change their position because anyone, anyone that has a strong enough position to go fight with a stranger on Twitter, you're not changing that person's mind. Yeah. You know? no. So yeah, you can't take yourself too seriously. No, I, uh, I was, I follow you on Instagram. Anybody that doesn't follow you, I think you should just because your poster is like random as hell and hilarious, but you had that, that, uh, social media influencer award, like, um, challenge that you put out like as a joke you're like i need you to make 369 stories and if you say hey what's up guys at the beginning you get bonus points I was I was freaking... the Olympics. <laughs> yeah i was dying on that post I was like, this is like to the t what we got going on right now no no the influencer olympics like yeah you get different points so like i that's that's what i do for a living i work in social media um so I have a company called Digital Mongoose and I run social media for about two dozen different companies. Um, some companies are bigger than others and some clients are bigger than others. But like, I, I literally, I'm not kidding when I say this, man, like I've been in this game for 12 years now with social and like, I've seen it all. And I've seen influencers and people that, you know, when you thought people were important and then oh, they got a lot of followers and then, you, and, you know, some kind of, Killcliffe's one of the companies I helped start um, back in the day. And like, we paid tons and tons of CrossFitters. Like I think our influencer budget a month, it was like close to 50 grand <clears throat> is what we paid out. And um, like at the end of the day, like it's really good to like build brand awareness, but like it doesn't move the needle. Like, um, you know, like it's, yeah, people get hung up on Instagram and like, dude, this is how you run Instagram. This is what you need. One opposable thumb. You don't need two. You need that. That's all you need. And um, it, it's like people think it's like the gold standard. And it's not. Like it was never meant to be monetized. Like um, the, the amount of data that you get off of Instagram is so insignificant because they don't want anyone to know how simple the app is. Facebook, on the other hand, like I tell people all the time, you can make tens of millions of dollars on Facebook. You can make a hundred bucks on Instagram. So, um, yeah, like the influencer Olympics, man, like people get on there and Hey guys, I know a lot of you have asked me this. It's like, no one's asked you shit. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's just not, no, I know how it works. Like no one cares. Like my favorite is like the, the gun bunnies or like the bow bunnies. Um, and then like the simps or the white knights that like come like crashing on their post to defend them. And it's like, bro, she's 23. <clears throat> you appear to be in your late fifties. You live in Queens. <laughs> she lives in Nashville. Like, I don't even know. You if that, got a chance in hell, brother. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if it's legal what you're doing. Right now, you're allowed to talk on her post. It's like an age limit. But, uh, yeah, it gets nuts, man. Like, yeah, I, I try to keep it fun. Like, I, I'll see something com- like here's how I basically judge what I post on Instagram. So if you look at my posts, like the ones that do really, really well are hunting posts. Um, and then some pictures of Melissa and I do really, really well. Um, and then, like, I'll just see something stupid. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I'm going to post this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Because your I don't, stories are awesome, man. I go through your stories. And I'm like, man, this is some random ass shit. We got yeah, going but, on. Yeah, I don't like, I just don't care. You know, like, like I posted a thing tonight. It was like uh, 10 cups of coffee, like black all the way down to like straight milk. And then it had toast. 
like lightly toasted all the way to just burnt, <laughs> look like a root shingle, man. And it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. A B, excuse me, A B C D E F G H I J. And it's like, what combo are you? Like, how do you take your toast and how do you take your coffee? And like, I read those comments because it's like, wait a minute, hold on, do you like burnt toast? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? like what's wrong with you? Like, what? Are you, are you serious? Because like, when I was a kid and you burnt toast, you take a knife and you scrape the burnt stuff off, and then you lather it with butter and cinnamon, and you're good to go, man. But like, yeah, you can learn. And then like, I did. I think one of my favorite things I did was like, I would find like random ass food, like uh, clam chowder popsicles. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or was... Oreos and salsa. Yeah. Or yeah. Lucky Charms and ice water. Um, <laughs> and people people really thought I was eating that. Dave Dyson <laughs> Sriracha, you know? People were like, dude. And then, no, my favorite one was the Pop-Tart with cheese, plain Pop-Tart with cheese on it. <laughs> Ugh, nasty. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not important, man. It's just, you know, have yeah. fun with that shit. That's all, that's all it's designed for. Yeah, it's important. That, I mean, like the, you see someone that's running, you know, social media and then you're like, you're you're posting that kind of stuff because it, it is it, half the shit on you, you see on there is staged or fake, you know, oh. especially with a lot of the like if you follow anything fitness, you could tell that guy's got the best lighting shits prime, you know, but six pack, unrealistic. Abs, six pack abs and long pants to cover up bird legs. Yeah. There's a a saying, there's a saying, and it's a little bit crass. I'm trying to think if I can say it. I'm not going to say it. Um, (laughs) Like, so like, like SHOT Show or like ATA or NWTF, like, there's all these like gun bunnies and and like bow bunnies and stuff. And like, you see these people in real life and you're like, oh my God, you know magic because you made two foot of your right hip disappear. Like, how did you do that? (laughs) How do you do do that magic? Um, No, dude, it's nuts. But like, I I have to kind of have an outlet. Like, so like Black Rifle Coffee Outdoors, like I run that Instagram page. And like, you know, anytime I make a post for Black Rifle, like I always pretend, like I think like Evan Hafer's sitting right here and Matt Best is sitting right here. And it's like, okay, here I am. I'm going to make this post. I ask myself, why am I making this post? What's the purpose of it? Why am I doing it? What's the outcome I desire? And like, would Evan or Matt approve of it or disapprove of it? And so you get to a point where you know what, what your right and left boundary is. Like, I mean, they trust me in completely. Like, I mean, I run their Twitter accounts. I mean, the fact that I have access, I mean, I could literally tweet anything in the entire world, but they know I'm not going to make a mistake or do something stupid. Um, so yeah, you got to have an outlet like that kind of goes like, so black rifle, like we have a very specific, like there's humor. We have a very specific message, you know, service veteran oriented, veteran founded companies growing like a weed. Um, so that's the thing, man. Like no matter how big things get, like it's always the humor. Cause like, I've never heard Matt or Evan ever tell a, like a, like a, so there I was type story, you know, it's always, like it's always based in humor or something funny. Like they don't ever tell like the try to make themselves sound cool. Like, I I mean, I listen, I've done a hundred and something launch code podcast co-hosted with Evan Hafer. And like, I have met and we've had guests on there. Some of the, the very tippiest, tippiest, tippiest of the spear people. And I have never heard Evan Hafer tell a like, so there I was type story, like not one time. It's always like, well, I was on this abandoned airfield in North Africa waiting on this random plane to show up. I didn't know if it was coming. I'd been there three days. All of a sudden this plane shows up and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, here we go. It's good about to get good. And he talks about like the, 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 the crew chief walking off with like the dirtiest, greasiest hands he's ever seen in his life. And he's eating a hard boiled egg. <laughs> and you're like, Excuse me? And he tells it with such passion. And then he's like, and then he pulled it out and ate another one. And it's like, <laughs> but like where'd you go on the plane? He's like, we can't talk about that. But he goes, yeah, yeah. This, this egg, the you important know? part was the egg. Yeah. 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 I He'll, love Black Rifle. I love the whole company, the idea of how, you know, they just, they have a good message. They're doing the right thing, but they just don't give a shit, you know, and there's not I enough know, companies not out there. Well, here's, here's the funny thing about Black Rifle. 
And this is in the Wall Street Journal, so I'm not telling us a company secret. So Black Rifle Coffee was started six years ago with $1,800, okay? And we did $163 million in sales in 2020, all right? And that is just a byproduct of hard work, man. Like, there's yeah. no, like, no one had, like, a rich uncle or an inheritance or, like, a bunch of money that they stole from the Iraqis hidden in, a, you know, a bunker or any of that shit, you know, or gold bullion or whatever, it's literally just hard work and really good decision-making. Um, and like, I, I've been around a bunch of brands and I've seen a bunch of really great ideas and I've seen a lot of really talented people, but I've never quite seen anyone that um, can do the things that Evan Hafer has been able to do with a good idea and, and surround himself with great talent. Like if there was a contest, like, you know, like pickup, remember when you were a kid, in the basketball court or when you're playing pickup games for football, like Evan would be the greatest pickup coach of all time, pickup captain, because he knows how to surround himself with like phenomenal people. And he knows how to get the most out of those people. And I think one of the things that's really impressive about Evan is that Evan um, doesn't try to manage the unmanageable. Like I would say like Jared Taylor is unmanageable. Um, I am I'm, I'm not unmanageable. I am just more effective when you just kind of say, Hey Baker, kind of, here's where we're thinking. Go out and do it. Go. <laughs> yeah. Go do it. Like, so I, have, so I have this thing called the black box theory. So like you want, what's okay. What do you want from me? I want C. What have I got to work with? You got a, a plus B equals C B is in a black box. Don't ask me what goes on there because I don't fucking know what's going on in there. All I know is that we'll get to C and I'll use A to get there, but I don't know what's going on over here. You know what I mean? So that's one thing like Evan's like really good at. It's like he's, um, you know, he can manage the unmanageable and he knows how to motivate people and he leads from the front. Um, I don't think he, t I don't think he did a, took a vacation for like the first like four or five years, five years of the company. I mean, he takes vacation all the time now. I could probably get mad. I said that. I don't get shit. But, um, but no, like I'm serious, man. Like it was kind of one of those things where it's like, shit, you know, you start to worry about your friends. It's like, you know, you need to detach from that. You have to step away. Like imagine if like we had like deer season was 365 days a year. That wouldn't work. Hmm. You know what I mean? It just, it, we'd get burnt out. Like it would, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but I would just be like, I don't know. It's like, a, there's a, there's D3 football going on right now. No one gives a shit. No one cared in the fall, but no one really cared. Or, or, I'm sorry, FCS, division, like one double A. Like the Dakota, North Dakota State or D the Dakotas, Georgia Southern schools like that. They're having their playoffs right now. But it's, it's why like all these other football, um, uh, like XFL and stuff didn't work because like people don't want football 365. They want football in the fall. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of like evidence. Like, hey, man, like maybe take some time off. Company's going to be here when you get back. We're not going anywhere. It's going to be fine. So. Yeah, uh, they just they just started it and they went with the idea. They went full send. And, I mean, they're absolutely crushing. I, I have Black Rifle. I've bought – there's an ass load. Of, you can never try all the flavors, but I've had – I've got multiple ones. Um. Yeah, I like um, they do shit for everybody, man. Military, firefighters, police—they got it all out yeah, there. We so. we spent uh, we just we have a actually just saw a thing tonight. We have a roast for firefighters firefighters called Five Alarm, um, and they have thin blue line for uh, for law enforcement. But like um, you know, we've Evan Evan and I were talking about it. I don't know, maybe back in the fall, and um, it's uh like. Black Rifle has donated millions of dollars to first responders, LEO, veteran causes and whatnot. And, and to a second amendment organizations, like millions of dollars. Now, and I don't mean like t-shirts and coffee. I'm talking cash, like millions of dollars. Um, and it's, we're over 500 employees now, over half are veterans. Uh, and it's something that's very, Evan takes very, very seriously. And the company does take seriously. And it's, it's kind of like one of the guiding principles of the brand. Yeah. So fun company to work with me. Like it's, yeah. 
It's, well, I enjoy their social media, man. So you're doing a good job. I, I enjoy that kind of, it's kind of the same kind of style, random, really cool, really like thought out, just badass stuff. They're always doing something badass. It seems like. Yeah. Always something like, I think they leave on a bear hunt. What's today? The fourth, four days from now, they're going up to Kodiak Island to go hunt brown bear with Cody, with Cole Kramer. Crazy. It's Kodiak brown bear. That's, that's like the, the number one. Yeah, that's like it's the dream top. of dreams. Yeah. Is it really? You can't get much higher than that. That's, so. You want one? <laughs> what? Kodiak brown bear? What? <laughs> Should I have to save money for 10 years to be able to go on that journey? <laughs> but you would, that's something you would want to do. Well, hell yeah. Eventually, one day. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I don't, I, it doesn't do it for me. Don't do it for you? Man, I don't no. know. I, I, I don't think a black bear would do it for me, but I think. Flying in, being like those things are giant. Every film I've ever seen, it's just insane. Yes. The film, the film that you see is like the guy just paid fifty thousand dollars to go <laughs> hunt that thing. So the film's like insanely good. You know what I mean? So just epic. Well, but. so for me, um, so my buddy Caleb Copeland filmed um some uh a couple brown bears maybe I think it was two years ago. And I just remember getting texts from him. He's like, I mean, fuck this, screw this, this is bullshit. Like, I hate it. He's like, I'll never do this again. You couldn't pay me enough. He said he was in waiters for 14 days straight. Yeah. It's- you only see bears at like, and I, I, I believe this is how he conveyed the story. You only see him at like first light and last light, but you're there all day long waiting. Ugh. And he just said, it's just the wind blows sideways. It's miserable. And then they did get one. And he also said this. He said, you know, the older we get, we're told that monsters don't exist. He goes, that's bullshit. I just saw one. He goes, they're grizzly bears. They're monsters. Yeah, we were at uh, ATA and the short film. You know who filmed that, homie? Uh, He he ended up winning the short film there, the Badland Film Festival. mm -hmm. And he did a Kodiak uh, hunt. Insane. It was super cool. But when he got up next to it, I was like, damn, that thing is giant. It was you know? a far ass shot, too. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, a it was bomb. both, too. Yeah. How far? Dude, it was like 70 ish yards. Yeah. It was hella with a bow? far. Yeah. Yeah, with a bow. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Kodiak not, bear on the I'm ground. Not with doing a bow. that. <laughs> no. yeah, was, i'm sure he had someone behind him with a gun but man it was it's one of the coolest it was a short film so i think they give you like three minutes don't they homie yeah, three to five or yeah like three that. to five yeah so it's pretty short but it was pretty Dude, bad it's, yeah it's like, sick yeah it was pretty bad just, there's just so many things so many other animals that i'd rather get after than a, a brown bear i don't have a problem with it like i hope they all shoot 11 footers like yeah. i hope they just uh, Evans, I think Evans going for. I think Evans using the bow. I think Logan's using the three seventy five, and Matt's. I'm sure Matt's, Matt's using a rifle too. But um, like, dude, just no. <laughs> I don't. I don't seek out discomfort anymore. Like, yeah, like you are seeking discomfort on that one hundred percent. But like, I um, but but there's like a hierarchy. For just and this only applies to me. It doesn't apply to my friends. I have an order that things will be done in my hunting life, and brown bears probably it's like not last on the list, but it's like it's down the road. Yeah. What's your top three? I've got all my top three. I just like my top three so much. I want to keep doing them. Um, <laughs> so I, I I shoot an elk every year out west um of of shot elk in utah idaho colorado new mexico utah did i say that yeah so utah idaho colorado new mexico um i like elk hunting out there with the bow last year i shot a nice bull in new mexico with a rifle the first time i've ever killed an elk with a rifle um and listen, I'm not a look. I'm not a bow only guy. I, whatever the tool is that we're going to use that day, I will be yeah 
proficient with it. Um, I really like hunting whitetails in the South, man. I, I just, I, I really, really do. Um, and by the South, I mean Georgia. So we have a farm in America's. I love hunting deer there. Uh, I love hunting deer in Texas. Um, <clears throat> I love turkey hunting. Like those are the things that like, I just, I really, really enjoy. I mean, this, I don't want to sound pretentious or like a D bag, but like I can go hunt anything I, within reason, like whatever brown bear, whatever it is, like I could go do that. I just, I don't want to. Um, yeah. I love going to Africa. I've been to Africa a lot. Like that's, that's, believe it or not, that's one of the most affordable hunts on the planet. If not, I would say the most affordable hunt out there. Um, I just got into the mule deer recently. Um, shot a really nice one in Texas in the panhandle. I think mule deer are super cool. Um, phenomenal species. Um, I, I have no interest in black bear. Really no interest in uh, antelope. I don't you know, whatever. Um, I'll shoot anything that flies out of the sky. I'll shoot it in the air. I'll shoot it on the way down, whatever. I love doing that. Um, I've got a elk hunt with Eastman's hunting journal. I'm going on one with them in, um, Southern Colorado this year. I'm fired up about that. <clears throat> and I like, I like, I really like hunting turkeys in different States. So I've shot, I've hunted successfully hunted, turkeys in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Texas, Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky. There's like three or four more three or four more that I'm just completely missing. I said, Texas, Oklahoma. I've shot turkeys in a bunch of spots. Um, and then I love fishing like inshore saltwater. What I really love to do is scalloping. So y'all have probably never heard of that. Um, no. So in the United States of America, we have, in, we have bay scallops in really one spot. And that's there's Florida panhandle goes like this. And then there's like an armpit. It hooks down into the lost coast, right in the armpit. You have Steenhatchee, Florida, crystal river. And then you have Homosassa, Florida. And the flats are just covered with, uh, uh, elephant grass and eelgrass. And that's where base scallops like to live. So the scallop season in Florida is from June the 15th to September the 7th. And like, like, I'm going to close my eyes and I can see them right now. I can see them. I can <laughs> see them clear as day. Um, we went last June for the first time and had so much fun, bought a boat like six days later. And then we bought a house over there. So <laughs> um, like, I, it, like I, I'm not kidding, man. Like it's an underwater uh, Easter egg hunt for adults. It's, Early season, you find them in like six to eight foot of water. Um, it's and then as the season progresses, they come in shallower and shallower. But like, dude, it's it's the most fun. Like we and we love to fish for speckled trout and redfish over there. And then I like to go over to Bradenton and catch tarpon and reds and snook and stuff like that. And then we fish here for snook and reds as well. So, a lot yeah, of scallops are like. You eat a scallop, you're like, man, this is like a delicacy. It's like a, a, a fish that's steak. It's like, but here's here's one of the funny things about that. That is true. But you got sea scallops and you got bay scallops. So bay scallops are about that big around. They're they're really small. Well, sea scallops can be huge. Yeah. And a lot of times, a sea scallop isn't a scallop; it's a stingray. They'll take a cookie cutter and cut holes in the wing of a stingray and huh. sell it as, and, and feed it to you as a scallop. Well, I don't <laughs> like probably st- have an ass load of stingray in my life, but not even know it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if, hey, dude, if it tastes good, who gives a shit? You know, like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. But um, yeah, my, you asked me, the, that's a long ass rant I went on, but like, honestly, man, elk out West in the fall during the rut is amazing. 
I love hunting whitetails um, and turkeys. I mean, like uh, that's, and then I lived in Washington state for eight years and duck hunted like 30 something days a year, but I haven't, uh, when, I, when I moved from Washington state, like I just haven't hunted ducks like that. That used to be my favorite thing, but like, I just really like elk in the rut out West turkeys all over the place. And then, uh, and whitetails. I've really, really, those are the things I like to do the most. Uh, if I had to add some like other stuff to that, like, um, I would like to get a moose just cause I'd like to meet, you know, but like not one of those psycho, I kind of like to do like a float hunt for like a big moose. I would like to get a big Yukon moose. Um, but I've hunted, I've, I've hunted on four continents. Like I was down in Australia summer before last shot a couple of water Buffalo down there, a bunch of pigs. And then I shot a lot of feral donkeys. So <laughs> hell yeah. The water so, buffalo picks are awesome, dude. I love those. I'm like, damn, that's so cool. So everyone's like, well, how many donkeys you shoot? And I was like, a lot. And they're like, well, how many? And I was like, well, one day I got 17. They're like, what? And I just said, the reason I did it was because being in a situation or in a room or an environment where you know that you are the best at something can take you a long way in life. So like the fastest guy on the football field, he doesn't have to worry about it as much as the, as other people because he's got that confidence. I am the fastest guy on this field. When I walk into a room, I know that I have killed more donkeys than anyone else in that room. <laughs> and like that, that was, that was that. And then like, I've been, I've been to Africa a bunch. Um, and then, uh, uh, Central America and South America. And so, I mean, I've hunted all over the place. I've hunted in, I think, 23 states now. Um, and I, there was a time when I just wanted to go to as many new states as possible just so I could say I've been to so many states. But um, uh, if I had to add some other stuff, I'd like to get a big Yukon moose, but I'd want the weather to be nice. Um, and then I'm kind of, like, recently have kind of been – taking a slight interest in billy goats, you know, like the big white things. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of sliding. So like the wish list outside of the main three things, the wish list would probably be like a big Yukon moose, but it would have to be some other stuff instead of just the moose. Like there'd need to be like some fishing or whatever. Um, and then um, billy goat. What about, what are your, what are your top three? Yeah, I I just I, I think caribou on the northern slope. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, caribou. Yeah, that that's mine. That I I watched that meteor episode where he's with that hundred mile herd of caribou. Yeah, and it's just so many animals. You get to just chill up there and watch them. Uh, my luck would be shitty weather for like three days, and I wouldn't see anything. But I think that'd be that's probably my number one. And then mule deer. I'd like to kill just an absolute giant mule deer, freaking nature, deep They're split. So cool. Yeah, and then and then I just can't get over whitetail. I've killed quite a few. I've killed giants. I've killed small ones. I just like killing whitetail. I like hunting whitetail. That's why we have a whitetail, you know, based podcast because that's what we 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 like turkey hunting or homie likes turkey hunting. I go turkey hunting. <laughs> right. Turkey hunting are the most frustrating animals in the world. I just feel like we were talking the other day when you go turkey hunting and you wake up that morning, you're like, I'm killing, one hundred percent. I'm gonna get on them be on the roost fly down i'm gonna smash when you wake up deer hunting you're not like i'm gonna kill today 100 percent. you're just <laughs> no. like if i see some deer it's gonna be a good hunt yeah but you wake up and you're like you're like please god let yeah let, you're like just like, let me see something nice turkeys yeah. you're like i'm yeah. in the chips and we are always in the chips but man it's just they just get us by that much every time no so. it's the funny thing about like with with whitetail it's uh you, you just don't know you go through stages where you're like, maybe if I could just see a good one, it can be in the other field. I would like to see horns today or yeah, dude, I've, but that's the funny thing about it. It's like, I've gone out and been like, I am going, God, it's going to be loaded today. And then you get up and you're like, man, there's shit out here. And then you're like, God, it's so hot. This is going to be miserable. 
Yeah. And you go sit your and then all of a sudden it's just like the best day ever. They're all over the place. Yeah. I do, I do agree. There is a time where you're just like, I don't even know if any bucks are out here anymore. Like I just need to see something. <laughs> Somebody give me a sign out here. Give me a glimmer of hope. Yeah. There's never you're never turkey hunting. You're like, all right. I just got to see one. You know what I mean? Because you can hear them. You know they're in the area. (laughs) Turkey hunting is just so frustrating because you know you're so close. Deer hunting, you you don't know if you're close or not. You're like, oh, there could be something over there on the ridge, but it ain't gobbling at me saying, I'm right here, you dumbass. (laughs) Do you guys ever hunt over deer decoys? No, we haven't. We got buddies that smash on them, but we, 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 we never tried it. I begrudgingly did it one time last year. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> but I'm going to do it, Jamie, because you're asking me to do it. So I got a buck decoy and I like to hunt where I can see deer. I like to hunt food plots. I don't necessarily hunt one specific buck. Like I'm not really willing to say, I'm going to sit here all day in hopes that a shooter buck comes by. I'd rather sit there and see deer, see them moving about, see younger bucks, see, you know, mature bucks that aren't on the hit list rather than just sit there day in, day out, hoping on one buck. That's just, that's not fun to me. So where I put this stand, we were, we were, we had a burn pile. We were burning slash. Okay. And there was a front end loader. 20 yards from the smoldering pile that was 20 feet high. Like, I'm listen, hold on, that's not true. It was 10 feet tall, at least 10 feet. Because um, I remember the first time I went up in the climb, they're like, you're not even higher than the, tr- than, than the burn pile. So <laughs> we, have a, we have a burn pile, we have a front end loader, and between the front end loader and the burn pile, I parked my truck. That's how, that's how stupid I thought this was. So I get this climber and I hadn't been up. I haven't been in a climber in 15 years and I put this. And so I've got bedding and pines over here comes up to a flat part. I'm in a climber here, dirt road here in the woods, bedding food plot field. I'm sorry, field out there, food plot way, way down there, way down there. I was like, this is going to suck. I'm in a naked pine tree. I have a fake deer in front of me, 20 yards. <laughs> this is bullshit. And dude, at like 530, I sent a text. I was like, oh my God, I see a deer, finally. Normally by this point, I would have seen 20 deer. So I just sent a text deer. <clears throat> and I remember thinking, oh shit, there's a buck with her. This deer was so far away that I almost didn't pull my binos up. I was like, yeah. And uh, there's no way he's leaving that doe. This was during the rut. And I pulled up the binos. I was like, oh, damn, he's a shooter. Begrudgingly hit that hit my grunt tube. That deer went <laughs> 300 yards, listen to me, on a rope. He didn't deviate two degrees this way or two degrees this way. He, 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 was, coming, he was on this dope 300-something yards away, undulating terrain, hung a left, walked directly in front of the deer decoy and faced him chest to chest. And then I shot him in the chest with a 30-06. The only difference between that hunt and a turkey hunt was the 30-06 and the fact that that deer didn't gobble. (laughs) Like, it came into that decoy like a turkey (laughs) hunt. Dude, it was insane. It was in same and that story gets better is a nine pointer nice nice deer mature deer fantastic deer it's on my instagram it's that photo uh night photo with the purple in the background it's an absolutely stunning picture and uh <clears throat> took it to the processor fist bumps chest bumps like everybody's happy and we went back the next day to drop some does off and uh i went to the cooler and there was that nine pointer. And I was like, man, God, I am the, like, I, dude, I was on cloud nine, picking it up, looking at it. Like the G2 was like, it was like this. And I was like, Michael, man, God, this deer was good. He's like, yeah. He's like, wait a minute. That's not your deer. And I was like, what are you talking about? 
And it was some dude named Blake Anderson. I saw Blake and I thought it said Baker. <laughs> like, and then I found my deer and that deer was like 15% more mass, 15% more time length. And it absolutely, I was like, fuck. <laughs> That's what that deer would look like next year. Oh, curse. Yeah. No, that was, um, that was nuts. I had, no, I had a good season last year. Shot a bunch of does. Uh, I got, shot a nice 10 pointer in Texas, got a really nice axis buck, which we've been eating the meat off the axis. We ate all the steak. Now we're eating the sausage and it's like this jalapeno sausage. It's out of this world. Um, and then I shot, um, a couple bucks in Georgia, got a nice, nice eight pointer in Missouri. Really nice. Um, see, I mean, I had a hell of a deer season. Really good. Out there dropping them down all the time. I looking at the Instagram. I'm like, I got another one. Got it. And I, no, I love no. the positivity, man. You guys are just out there having a freaking blast. Yeah, no, because there's some people that are just so serious about the deer hunt, and are like, they feel there's an obligation to do this and do that. Um, I will tell you this though, man. So I, I became friends with a bio, wildlife biologist by the name of Jeremy Starks this year. Um, we were turkey hunting in Florida together, so I met him. He was like. Uh, pro bass angler for 13 years. He was bass master, master champion, whatever they call it twice owns a company called bass mafia. Um, <clears throat> and just kind of talking to him about like, you know, deer and deer biology and all that stuff and building mineral sites and how important they are during fawning and all that stuff. So we spent this past weekend building mineral sites up in, uh, at the farm in Americas. Um, and then like, just how important predator control is. Like, I don't know. It's interesting hearing stuff from a, a scientist who's actually a deer hunter versus a scientist who's just a scientist. Cause a lot of scientists, they want you to know that they're the scientists and you are not. And then they ask, they, they speak at a level that's where it's not as digestible as, you know, one would hope. But, um, dude, it's such a beast. Like, if you want to get a guest on that really knows whitetail, like this dude is unbelievable. And he's from West Virginia and he, he presents information in a manner that like, you feel like you're just talking to like a regular guy. You're not talking to a scientist. And that's, a, that's extremely important. Like, yeah. you know, teachers in high school or professors in college, some were dicks and some you really connected with. I don't know if, whether it was their tonality or their diction or how they spoke to you or whatever. Um, he's, he's, I'll, I'll make the introduction, um, tonight when we get done with this, but, um, so yeah, I'm super jazzed, super pumped about, um, our whitetail this year because we lat <clears throat> so we got the property, not this past season, the season before. And so we started implementing, um, we got it like basically like right as season started, their antlers were, were on their heads already. So this past year was our first year we could get protein supplementation. And one thing I learned is that you cannot have any, you in improving uh, food supplementation will not have an effect on the deer that year. So it's always the year after. So um, this year we should be seeing some, some, some results from the stuff we've been doing the past couple of years or the past season and a half. So I'm, I'm really, really excited. Like I'm very much looking forward to this year. I cannot wait. Yeah. A lot of people think they shit out of the boat too. What's that? Put it out. I said, a lot of people think they just put the feed out and they're just going to start growing that year, but it takes, you know, years to really get that growth. So if you have, let's say if you have a whitetail population that's never had high protein supplementation and you introduce high protein supplementation to it, you won't see anything that year. The following year is when you will see it um, because it, we're not talking about muscles. We're talking about bone and their ex, uh, endoskeleton. So like you can go in the gym and work out like a madman for 30, 60, 90 days. You will absolutely see a difference. 100%. You'll see a difference. Your clothes will fit differently. All your friends are going to see it. No one's going to see that your bones are getting stronger because that doesn't happen in 30, 60, 90 days. That happens. That, that takes a lot longer. So that's the, the, the big thing about, um, about antlers that people don't understand is that it's not that season. It's the following season. And then <clears throat> one of the things with mineral sites. Um, so in the spring and summer, 95% of their diet is Forbes. 
you know, which are basically soft herbaceous plants. And those are mostly water with some potassium. So white-tailed deer go through their spring, summer, and fawning season in a sodium deficiency. So one of the benefits to mineral sites is um, it has a massive impact on um, uh, milk produced by mothers. It increases their, their yield. So that's super important. And then um, talking about, I learned this from Jeremy, so fine salt, livestock salt, and then dicalcium phosphate, two parts, two parts, one part. So I think I built a dozen mineral sites. So hopefully that'll have an impact. We can have healthier fawns and all that stuff. And then, um, yeah. so do you guys do that? We're not allowed to do it in our state, but we got. You can't do build mineral sites? No, we can't bait or build mineral sites in our state. Yeah. What if, it, what if your mineral sites are during, <laughs> not during hunting season? Nothing. No. You can do nothing. nothing. <laughs> Just put the food plot yeah, and got, hope it got, works. Yeah, we got buddies that own mineral companies, you know, and we would love to be able to, you know, we, we use them in Missouri when we go down there and rifle hunt, but in Illinois, cannot use them at all. Um, but it's something we wish we could do because like the winters up here, man, if we could give them something, some protein, the winters up here, they're eating tree bark and shit. Cause it gets bad, you know? And so, then just like you said, being able to hit those fawns would be no telling how big our deer would be, you know, Iowa well, can do it. Well, it, it, it we not even it. size. It's just overall healthier deer herd. So mm-hmm. even in the off season, you can't supplement the animal's food source. Nope. No, nope. I think well, Illinois is the, uh, the, the, well, I don't want to be too savage, but the wildlife department is more worried about money than the actual animal. And I feel like a lot of other States, they're not like that. They see, they say this, they see the potential for CWD with the feeding and the mineral sites. That's why they won't do it. And we did have a big outbreak of that a few years ago, but you, we weren't feeding then. So you can still have it without being able to feed or mineral. So I don't know. State of Illinois, our public lands, really, really bad. Not very much of it. And the laws, the seasons for turkeys and the season for certain areas to hunt deer just just bad so they may they might get her straightened out sometime but like missouri hell missouri, i go down to missouri and you know it's turkey season you get a tag you can hunt it all 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 turkey season you know here you get one week per tag and you got to get different tags for different seasons and this is that you want some insane shit go to washington state as a resident and just try to understand it <laughs> Don't try to be successful on it. Just try to figure out what you're supposed to do. It is, it'll blow you away, man. So, anyway. Well, gents, I got to run. It's All right, brother. Chat with you. I think we're over an hour. We're an hour and 14 minutes. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on and BSing with us, man. Hour and uh, 17 minutes. Oh, man. Yeah. There's no telling. I don't have a timer on my end now. <laughs> yeah. Homie's got the timer, so I have no idea where we're at. I just keep ripping. But we appreciate going on, coming on, man. We won't waste any more of your time. You have a good night. Wait, wait, hold on. How long do we go for? We're at 48 minutes, 49 minutes. No, right I since we recorded, yeah, we had that 30 minutes in the in the pre the pre show <laughs> that we didn't hit the record button. All right, we got 10 more minutes. Uh, what, homie? What's your three animals? Um, I'd like to get a bighorn sheep down. That's my number one. Which one? Uh, I, I could go up north or desert wouldn't be bad. I just don't want to be super balls hot. I don't like being super balls hot, but being up in like Montana and some great scenery, that sounds pretty amazing to me. Um, two, (laughs) two is going to be a like pure bred Miriam turkey, just as white as white can be. I think that them are the prettiest birds that I've seen. And then just like three, like Cody said, man, um, it's a toss up between a freaky white tail or freaky giant mule deer, probably a mule deer just because I can do white tail every year, but mule deer, um, just I'm, I'm amazed at how tall that they can get. And if you get something with 
a couple kickers and a good split, man, that shit starts adding up fast. <laughs> so you want a just a, a you want a big old Merriam turkey? Yeah. We could do that next year. Yeah, I, I've, I've tried the last two years. This shit just ain't lining up like it needs to. Where'd you try? Uh, well, we were going to go to Nebraska last year and fucking COVID got us. Yep. COVID and why did you go to Nebraska this year? Because uh, <laughs> there was a surprise bachelor party that got planned, and my anniversary's on the 12th of May. So it was either the weekend before or the weekend after of the anniversary. I got to, you know, set aside for that. And then the bachelor party went on the second weekend that I didn't know was going to happen. So it was either go to Nebraska or spend a weekend at the bachelor party that got dropped on me. So I was like, well, I mean, you only got one bachelor party. Yeah, dude, so Nebraska, um, you just go knock on doors, man. I, yeah, I would say I heard the population's amazing out there. So, Yeah, dude, you don't need to know anyone in Nebraska. Like, this is the God's honest truth. I've, I've done this. I could get in my truck right now, drive to Nebraska, uh, cut the trip in two. So leave, let's say I were to leave tomorrow morning. I'd arrive the following night, the next. So I'd leave tomorrow, it'd be Wednesday. By Friday, I could have a dead bird on the ground, not knowing a soul there. You basically just ride around, go to the Broken Bow area, Broken Bow, Broken Bow Nebraska. Ride around, you'll see birds strutting in fields under trees and shit. Go knock on the landowner's door. Hey, you got turkeys. Do you mind if I make a move? Absolutely. Just don't shoot my cows. <laughs> it, it, this is that easy. Like I, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It, it's that easy. They don't, they're the nicest people in the world. They don't give a shit. Their turkey population is just insane. Um, and uh, yeah, that's where I dude. I've killed my second, third turkey ever in, in, uh, in Nebraska. Um, and knocking doors is the way to go there. So dude, like next season, drive down there, knock on people's doors. So, Hey, you know, give them, give them something like, here's some coffee. I'll send you some coffee. Here's a bag (laughs) of coffee. You got some turkeys over there. You mind if we try and make a move on one? They won't, I promise they won't care. Yeah. It's, I'm going out there next year. So, I mean, it's like bow or shotgun. Third. Uh, I'm, I'm taking both. I'm going to take both. When you buy a tag, I believe you get three, you can take three birds. So I'll do, I'll probably do the first one with the shotgun. Just so, just so I know I get it down. (laughs) But uh, turkeys were meant to be shot with shotguns. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's really nothing cooler than shooting a deer with a bow, you know, white tail, white tail. Um, but like, Turkeys were meant to be shot with a shotgun, man. I, I, this is true, man. I've seen more birds lost with a bow than I've seen them killed. Yeah. It's, it's not even, I'm not exaggerating. That's not made Their up. Their kill zone's pretty tall, but or pretty small, but that head for a shotgun is just an absolute primo target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah head, breast, chest, yeah. whatever. Whatever uh, it takes. The thing about turkeys is the way their lungs sit, like their vitals are literally like that. If you don't clip a leg, if you take a leg out, they can't run. If they can't run, they can't fly. Um, but like hit their like their lungs, like our lungs are like this, you know, their lungs are like that. They, they just, you can, they, they, they're on the inside of their rib cage instead of being like, you know, like this, it's, yeah. it's like that thin. Mm. And you could really just scrape their lungs out with your hand. Like they're just, it's right on the inside of the, like if this is their rib cage, their lung, just sits in it like that. It's like super thin. It's super hard to, to kill them with a bow. You got to, it's got to be like a perfect shot. Take a leg out. I mean, and if you shoot him with a bow, get out and chase him. I would say when you shoot him with a gun and you literally just roll that some bitch over, it's like, damn, <laughs> hell yeah. You know, I shot one in Texas this year, man. And like, I have never jumped out of a blind and gone running. I'm always like, hell yeah. It's a, sh- you know, it's a shotgun, whatever. And this one, I shot this bird on the last day at like the 11th hour, 11th and a half hour. And I was so excited. I jumped out of the blind. I was like, hell yeah. And I looked over at him and his head was up. He was on his stomach and his wings were out by his side and his head was up. And I thought, oh, shit. And he started flopping away. And all of a sudden, he got his legs under him. 
and he took off running. And I was like, oh, my God, no. I ran as fast as I could around this bush and just swung around this bush and shot him straight in his back and finished him off. I had to. Like, the funny part was, man, I had had a strained quad um, from some powerlifting workouts like the week prep because I'm training for a powerlifting meet right now. And, like, I strained my quad. And that first stride, like, I took off sprinting. I was just like, mother. <laughs> but I got him. Now, that would have sucked if I would have re-injured my quad and missed him. But, yeah. Um, so, those are your three. You didn't – you never named your three. Me? I, yeah, I think caribou, uh, giant mule deer, and then white another tail. giant whitetail. Yeah. What's I'm, I'm pretty easy to please. I got I got deer on the brain. Like I said, I want to I want to just a giant wide deep split mule deer though. That, yeah. That's up there. I don't care what I got to kill them with, rifle, bow, whatever. Muzzle just, loader. Yeah, muzzle loader. I'm buying a muzzle loader. I bought a muzzle loader right now for hopefully this year to go give it a shot. For muzzle loader, cool. I shot a couple yeah. deer this year with a muzzle loader. Yeah. My girlfriend, the first time she ever Melissa, the first time she ever shot a muzzle loader. Iron sights was at a deer this year. Oh, nice. there and I was like, you want this one? She's like, yeah, what do I do? And I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> you know, you know, 50 cal. Oh, yeah. like, just put the little, the dots where you want the bullet to go. Boom. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a good season, man. I'm ready for this season. I'm excited. But um, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, man. It's almost we'll, uh, 10 o'clock here. Yeah, we'll let you finish up and have a good night. We're going to finish up and call it a night ourselves. So we appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. Just let me know, and I'll uh, I'll get this up on all my social and stuff, too. All right. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a great night. Yeah. See you, man. See you. Yeah. Real positive, real fun, always out there, just absolutely crushing it. He kills all kinds of shit with cool people. Um, I thought he'd be a good dude to have on right this time of year because um, – he doesn't take shit serious and this is kind of like you said if deer hunting was 365 mm-hmm. it wouldn't be as special and you'd get burnout you'd be tired of it and uh i think we got burnout last year even during season so he uh he always is finding the positive and living in the moment you know and especially when he's out there hunting and he's you know he's hunting with the black rifle guys and knock on you know all those guys he's just he's in he's living the living the badass stuff all the time every day of his life so but we hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh i think i haven't talked to homie yet but i think we're gonna do one of just me and you i got a topic i want to cover that might be kind of controversial um but i think it needs to be said it's gonna be one of those episodes where we kind of hash shit out but uh (laughs) all right yeah. I like uh, it. Anyways, we love you guys. Um, we appreciate you guys for listening. Um, just steady numbers, man. Just blown away by the steady commitment that you guys got. Listen to us every week, coming back. Um, can't can't say thank you enough for that. You guys are just absolutely rock solid, and that steady number just grows every year. After deer season, we pick up a few stragglers that like to hang around and listen to the bullshit. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys. Um, like we always say, leave a legacy, try to do the right thing, and Whitetail Legacy is out.